All right, well, we've been in a series called Alive with Christ. We're going to uh, turn to Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, we're going to read this in a few translations. And, uh, you know, we've touched on the part, he lives in me. And I also want you to notice the beginning, too. I have been crucified with Christ in the different ways it says it in the translation. Because we're going to be, um, well, I don't know how much we'll get into it, but we're going to be touching on some of that uh, tonight. Both the alive part and the dead part. You've been crucified, but now you're alive. So they both go together. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I, the old person's been crucified with Christ. It's now, it's not just me living, we touched on this, but Christ lives on the inside of me. And the life which I now live, I don't just live it the way I think or the way uh, by my own ability. I live it by faith in the Son of God. So I, I walk by faith. I live by faith. I make decisions by faith in the Son of God. And He loved me and gave Himself for me. Look at it in the New Living Translation. It says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So here it says, I live in this earthly body. We're in an earthly body, but there is not just this earthly body. We live in this body, we get around in this body, we navigate, we, talk, we uh, communicate through this body, but it's not just this body that we're, we're not just the fleshly things, not just the naturally, natural things. There is a spiritual realm behind all of this, and we live and walk in this body. Here it says, by trusting in the Son of God. Now we read these, this in a... a a few other translations. I think I'm going to skip those um, for now. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Let's just look at it. 2 Corinthians 5.14. We, we read a few of these scriptures uh, last week. We're going to kind of hook up where we left off last week. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, The love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, if one died for all, then all died, and he died for all, that those who live should no longer uh, should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So we don't live just for ourselves. We don't live by just ourselves. We don't just navigate by our strength. We live for him and we live by him. And he is uh, the strengthener, the helper, but by which we live this life. And we live by faith in him. So we're making decisions. We're walking through this life by faith in the Son of God with his strength and with his life. So we're doing it for him. 
and he's helping us to do it. So you don't just live a Christian. See, the world just looks at it and says, you know, what do I think, what do I like doing? They'll tell you, you know, what, do, what am I good at? What do I like doing? What do I want to do in life? And I'm going to go after that and I'm going to do the best I can and it's about me and do what you love and etc., etc. For the Christian, we are to go to him and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? I may think I'm good at this. I may be good at, you know, different things. I may look like I have certain talents and abilities, but all that aside, what do you want me to do? What do you have for me to do? And then, regardless if I think that's my strong suit or not, my strong area, then I'm going to do what you would have me to do, but I'm not going to just trust in my ability to do it. I'm not walking in the flesh. I'm not just looking at my natural ability. I am going to live by faith in the Son of God. And the fact is, the, the, the risen Christ lives in me by His Spirit. And so I'm going to do what you would have me to do, by your strength to do it, with your help, and I am going to live by faith. I'm going to make decisions by faith. Now, last week we touched on uh, and emphasized the fact that we can have victory in every situation. No matter what comes in our, to us, that we can have victory. We're going to read a few of those scriptures here and then hook up with some, uh, some more scripture uh, going further, but really not in a different direction, but um, some things related. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. It says He always leads us. Now, we are living this, this life, we're living in the flesh, but we are living by faith in the Son of God. So if we're living by faith, by trust in the Son of God, then we're going after Him. We've said, Lord, what do you want me to do? We're, lit, we're doing it by faith, and then we're expecting Him to help us. And notice it says, He always leads us in triumph. So if we're following Him, we're following Him, His Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit is here to guide us, help us, be our comforter, our standby. And then Christ, we live it by his life. So we ask him, what do you want me to do? He leads us and guides us, and then he helps us to do it. Well, if he's leading you in a direction, if he's helping you to do it, then this has got to be the end if, we're, if we follow him fully. He always leads us in triumph in Christ. Because where is, he, where is Jesus going to go that it ends in defeat? If you're following Him, if you're following the Spirit of God, and you have Him helping you to go, then where is that ever going to lead where you're defeated? It's not going to happen if we're following Him. So it's like, so Jesus says, come here. And I say, okay. So we say, you know, He tells us, Come. And we say, okay, we're coming. And he's helping us to come. We're asking him where to go, how to do it. So he's telling us to come. We're following him. All of a sudden, we realize we're in a dead end and we've lost. How would that happen? Jesus is saying, follow me. Follow me. Well, is Jesus walking into a trap? Is Jesus walking into, you know, a, a, a dark alley where he doesn't know how to get out? Is, no. So if he's leading us and guiding us and helping us, then it doesn't say we sometimes are going to win. It says we always, he always leads us in triumph. 
every situation, every situation in every part uh, of our life, he's leading us in triumph. Now, whether we follow completely perfectly, we may fall down, but he wasn't leading us in the wrong way. So what do we want to do? We want to get as close to him as possible, learn to discern his voice, so that if he, you know, we're so close to him that if he stops, we're just going to bump right up against his back. Because we're just like, Lord, you show me what to do. And he is faithful to help us and to lead us and to bring us up. But he said he always leads us in triumph. Go to, uh, just look at this in the, do you have it in the God's Word translation? It says, I thank God who always leads us in victory. He always leads us in victory. So he is helping us. He's leading us to win, and he's helping us to win. When you look at it that way, how can we lose? How can you lose when you have God telling you where to go and then, telling, and then helping you to get there? Like, here, come here, daughter. Come here, son, and here's how you do it, and here's the strength to do it. Now, if you walk in the flesh, if you're just looking around going, it's just me, then you could be tempted to say, how? I don't know. I can, I'm limited. But if we realize we're in the flesh, but we're walking by faith in the Son of God, now it's a different realm. We need to learn to see with our heart and not be limited by what we see in our, with our eyes and hear with our ears and can touch and taste, feel, sense. This realm is real, but there is a more real realm that we need to walk by. Because anything we're reading here, either you have to perceive this by faith. Otherwise, we're talking about a God who you can't see, who you can't feel, leading and guiding you. So you have to take this by faith. Your spirit is meant to operate in the realm of faith. It is another, you need to, we need to learn how to see with the eye of faith and not with just these eyes. These eyes see, but how many of you know, they don't see everything even in the, in the natural. You can't see, you know, certain things that are going on in the atmosphere. You can't, you know, you can hear them, but you can't see radio waves. You can hear, you can't see the wind, you can see the effects of the wind, but you can't pick up everything. There are things you can't see that are in this room right now, just in the natural. If you had a microscope, you could see them. If you had some kind of goggles, you could see infrared things and all that, but you can't see it. Your eyes are limited. You can't trust everything you feel. Just because you feel something, you can, you can fool. Your feelings can be, can be fooled. Even your physical senses, your, your, your body. Just because you feel something in your body doesn't mean you can't go by those senses all the time. We have to learn to perceive spiritually because, number one, we're a spirit being. And there, is, there are other spiritual beings that would try to influence you and try to tempt you through the flesh, through your, your sight, through what you can hear and see and feel, and try to get you to succumb to your senses instead of walking by faith. Your spirit will be telling you something, but your senses will go, what? How? How can I do that? Or I can't make it, etc. We need to... We need to put our senses aside and believe what it says. In all, because this is not a vague scripture. 
He always leads us in victory because of Christ. Now let me read one more that we read last week, and then we'll get into our focus for tonight. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Saying much the same thing, but another place. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not through your smarts, not through your muscle, not through your uh, skill, not through your education, but through Christ. God can use those things, but they need to be submitted to Him. You don't trust in your education. You don't trust in your contacts. You don't trust, uh, you know, in your networking. That, those things, God can use them, but how many of you know He doesn't need your ability? He needs you to rely on Him. God has used a donkey before. He's used people that didn't look like they were anything in the natural before. God does not need what you have to offer. What he needs is your will. What he needs is you just being available. And then he can bring you up. God plus you is a majority. God plus you can do anything. Because you just put God in that sentence, you know... With men, things are impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. So what does he need? He just needs you to agree with him. He just needs you to just walk with him, because when you're walking with him, the emphasis is on him. If you're walking with him, if your neighbor's walking with him, now you can do anything. You can get through anything. You can get to the side of, it, of, of anything uh, beyond any challenge or, or uh, hurdle, because he's with you. Hebrews, uh, now we'll go, um, actually we'll do it this way, let's go over to 1 Corinthians. Go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians, chapter 10. <clears throat> First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. It says, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. So people want to say that their situation is different than everybody else's. Nobody has faced this. This is really hard. Let me tell you about how hard my situation is and why you know, it is so different and unique. Why it's so uniquely challenging. The Bible says no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. What is, what people are dealing with in some form all over the world. It says, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. 
but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. This is a spiritual law. You cannot be tempted beyond what you are able to overcome with the Word of God by His Spirit if you'll cooperate. Satan cannot bring anything. He is bound. He cannot. It's a law of God. He cannot push, push into your life. He will push you. He will try you. He will test you. He will try to get at you. But he cannot come in and bulldoze you. It, it's God, it will not allow him to do anything that you can't overcome. It won't happen. So what does this mean? We're talk, we've, we've talking about the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. We're talking about Christ being in us. Any temptation that we face, number one, it's common. You say, no, no, nobody knows this. There are elements of it. There's probably people in the world that are pretty much the same, number one. There's eight billion people in the world. Number two, there are elements of it that line up. There are temptations It may look a little different, but they're, they're, it's the same type of temptation. When you boil it all down, it's the same thing. Number three, God is faithful and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Always. Number four, you will always have a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So you have a way to overcome and be victorious in any temptation. When something tempts you to get off, to get down, to fail in an area, we didn't have to. We did not have to yield. There is always, 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 there is always a way that we can overcome. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what the temptation is, we can overcome it. So there's never a time when we say, oh, this is just too much for me, that's a lie. That's always a lie. Now, if we say it, if we agree with it, you know, you, you let the thoughts come in, this is too much, this is too much, this is too much, I just can't take it, I don't know how. We are yielding to the pressure. We're yielding to the enemy. He, he will bear down and push on you and try to get you to yield and say it's too much. That does not mean it was too much. That means we yielded. Do you see the difference? Somebody can be putting pressure on you, you know, in a wrestling match, but you don't have to yield. They can be saying, pushing you, trying to make you give. That doesn't mean you have to give. If you do yield, you gave in. That doesn't mean you were at the end. You could have done something else to, to, to keep fighting. We, we are in this realm of, of the natural, but there is a supernatural behind it. And you come up against something in your life that maybe you've come up against before and it's a temptation. There is a way for it to come into your life for you to be victorious and go over it. Even though it may have whipped you 756 times before, you come up again, you don't, you, if you say, well, I just, I mean, I can't do it, I just don't know how, that's a lie. That's not true. There is a way, there's a way to come out victorious because we read God is, Jesus, God is always leading us in triumph through Christ. Always leading us. Now notice the language, he's always leading us in triumph. We don't have to follow. 
He can be leading us saying, you come on, you're coming over. And we say, oh, no, it's too much. And he's still walking. He's still leading. And we just said, that's it. And we sit down. I just, I don't know this habit. I just don't know. You know, this came up. I just, I can't, I can't get over it. That's not true. That's not true. It's in front of us. It may feel like we can't get over it. We may have not gotten over it for all these times. That's a lot different than it not being possible. So we can, if we will get it, let's, well, let me uh, read this in the New Living Translation, and then let's, let's read a little bit more scripture, and we'll say a few more things. Uh, in the New Living Translation, if you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Now that might hurt our pride, because honestly, Satan loves to tell you that this, this, is, this is really, really hard. I mean, basically, you're justified in giving up. You're justified in, in being mad. You're justified in feeling sorry for yourself because there is nobody that has put up with as much as you. This is just, this is really hard. And he will make you feel, oh, you're, I mean, it's really bad. I, I, yeah, and what's he trying to do? He's trying to get you to yield to him. He's a con artist. He's a liar. He knows that if we stand up and say, shut up, get out, I'm going over, he has to lead and you can come over because it's a law of God that he can't put anything in front of you that you can't overcome. So that means if it's in front of you, you can overcome it. Always. Always. Every time Jesus is leading us over. Now as you go, there'll be more that you can handle. But it will never be more than you can handle. In other words, there may be things that you're dealing with now that would crush you 10 years ago. But you didn't have to deal with them 10 years ago. You weren't dealing with them. If Satan is so big and bad and just going to take you out, why didn't he do it 10 years ago? He can't. He can't take you out. We ha he has to have our permission to take us out. But he tries to bear down on you and put enough pressure to where you think you can't do it. And if you believe him, you can't do it. If you yield to him, you can't do it. But if you say, nope, God is faithful. I will not be tempted beyond what I can bear. He said, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. That's the word of God. He said, I failed. No, we could have stand. We could have stood. We could have. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. Isn't that sound like Jesus will always, or God will always lead you in triumph through Christ Jesus. He always gives you the victory in Christ Jesus. He'll, you'll go up and it'll look like, how do we get out? And Jesus will say, Psst, come over here. See this? Whoop, there's a way through and you just get it out and it looked impossible. If you go read the Bible, over and over this happened. How many times did it look impossible and God said, whoop, there we go. If, if we will trust him and walk after him. Now, if you just look and you're walking by sight, you say, forget it. There's no way. No way you can see. 
That's not the same thing as there being no way. So when we deal with challenges in our life and we, it's been in our lives, maybe it's been in our, our families for years or we've dealt with a certain habit or we've messed up in a certain area, the devil wants to tell you, you will live with this for the rest of your life. There is no way you'll get over it. And that's just simply not true. If we tweak our mind to say, wait a minute, God said, I would not be tempted beyond I can bear. I have God inside me. I'm not supposed to live this life just me. God himself is helping me to overcome it. Lord, show me how. Just when you're tempted, when the pressure comes, if you'll change your mind to where, wait, I don't have to yield. God, right now, help me. Show me the way out. You said I would not be tempted what I, beyond what I can bear. So I don't have to yield. I feel like yielding. I feel like folding. I feel like telling somebody off. Or I feel like going, you know, doing whatever. I feel like going and eating all this, whatever. I don't have to. I don't have to. Right now, you will not allow me to be tempted beyond what I can bear. So, Lord, help me. And if you'll, if you'll rely on him, there'll be a way out. And you know what you need? You need one way out now. You don't need to worry about the next hundred times because you know what? If you can make it out once, you can make it out again. And if you make it out again, you can make it out again. And pretty soon, that habit that you were dealing with starts to be replaced with victory, 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 to where now you don't, you don't look back and say, I, I have to fail. You're like, well, no, I've already been succeeding. And that creates momentum. And now you can keep going. And that's how we get out. And then you're looking and going, that thing doesn't bind me at all. I'm past it. How did that happen? You didn't yield when you were pushed. You said that everything in you told you you got to yield. You, gotta, you can't take this. This is too hard for anybody. And you say, no, God said he would not let me be tempted beyond our can bear. What I can bear. I can stand. God helped me to stand. And just you praying and putting your, your reliance on him, he is faithful and he'll show you how to get out of that. And if he can show you how to get out of that one, you're well on your way to getting out of the whole thing. Hallelujah. He is faithful to do this. Look at Hebrews. Hebrews 2, verse 17. We have help. We have help in doing this. Everybody say, there is no temptation that I can't overcome. With the help of God Almighty. He won't allow me to be tempted beyond what I can bear. He will always make a way to escape. Always. Hebrews 2.17 says, Therefore in all things He, Jesus, had to be made like His brethren, that He might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that He Himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Jesus was tempted. He walked in the flesh. He knows what you and I face. He knows what it's like to be human. And he is merciful and faithful to aid those that are tempted. Hebrews 4.15, just a few verses down. 
For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted. He was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So it says, we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Some, somebody that never has experienced what it's like. Somebody that doesn't, doesn't know what you're going through. It said, he was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. That's the same thing as what, what has overtaken you is not anything that's not common. Jesus was tempted just like we are. It says in all points, tempted like we are. It, the situation may have been different, but the pressure points were the same. Yet he didn't fail. So it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's when you need the grace. Time of need. You don't need, when you need help, that's not the time to run away from God. That's the time to go to the throne of God and say, Lord, I need help. I'm being tempted. This is pressing on me. Lord, show me the way out. I believe you're with me. You're here to help. We know that we are to live this life through faith in the Son of God. And right when it's pressing on us, when it's pushing on us, we need to rise up and say, Lord, you're here. I don't see you, I don't feel you, but you're here and you said you would help me. Lord, I'm asking you, help me, show me. And he said that he, is, the Bible says he's a faithful high priest. He, he was tempted. He knows what it feels like and he knows that, uh, how to get us out if we'll rely on him. If we'll put our trust in him and say, Lord, help me, show me. He is faithful to do just that. He's faithful to bring us through. I'll just read this. 2 Peter 2, verse, or 2 Peter 2, 9 says, The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. He knows how to do it. Do you believe that? He knows. You say, well, my situation is such and such. He knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. He knows what he needs to do. He knows how to get you through. He knows how to get you to the other side. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. And said, he says, and he said to me, now, this is Paul speaking, and Paul was saying, um, he went to God and, and he was, this was the thorn in the flesh, and he's going, can you remove this from me? And it's basically persecutions, the people would come after him and harass him wherever he went. And God answered him and said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, 
I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, that's weaknesses, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. See, we, we, when we are doing what God would have us to do, when we're letting Him lead us, and then we're in a situation, we're doing what we know to do, the pressure's bearing down, we feel weak, we need to adopt Paul's attitude here, where he said, I take pleasure in this, because when I'm weak, then am I strong. God uh, said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So when you feel weak, when you feel like you're being pushed, when you feel like you can't take another step, by God's grace and His help, you take another step. You say, you're tempted to stop. You're tempted to sit down. We need to go and remind ourselves, God, you said I would not be tempted what I, beyond what I could bear. I may feel like I'm done. I may feel like I can't go any further. I may feel like I can't refrain from doing this thing that I've done before. I can't keep myself. I want to tell that person off or I want to, you know, do whatever. And we need to say, wait a minute, I feel pressed. I feel pushed. I feel weak. I feel like I can't go. But God, you said when I'm weak, then I'm strong. How could I be strong in weakness when I don't look at myself to get me, get me over the hump? But I say, Lord, you will help me. I go to his throne. I say, Lord, help me. Show me. Help me. Where is the place of escape? Show me how to walk. Show me the strategy. Lord, I'm relying on you. You are in me. You are alive in me. This isn't me walking alone. This is not me fighting at work alone. This is not me trying to figure everything out. I may be in the flesh. I may be walking in the natural, but you're with me. You're leading me, and you always lead me in triumph. So, Lord, I'm relying on you. When you do that, it is not you. You are relying on the Christ, the Son of the living God, the one that never fails. And now it's you walking with him. And he, where he walks, he will not be defeated. So now it's not just you going how. You, he comes alongside you. He's always there. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. But if, if we're acting like this is all there is, I can't see what's going on. I just see, I just see defeat. I see failure. I see I'm going to fail. I'm going I'm to succumb. And then you say, wait a minute. God's here. He is there to walk beside you. His strength will gird you up. And your weakness becomes your strength because it's His strength you're relying on. It's like, you know, it's like this reserve energy that's, you know, a million times more powerful than you. Your battery is getting drained. Your ability is getting to the end. And now you just plug into something that's infinitely greater than you. Now you have overwhelming power. Now you have overwhelming ability. And the thing is, if you can make it through this temptation that's hitting you, you can make it through every single one going forward, no matter how big they get. Why? Because we're relying on the king, and he does not bump up against anything that he can't overcome. My strength ends, but now I'm hooked with him. His strength never ends. So what does that mean? I'm just going to keep trucking. I'm going to start mowing things down. I don't have to get to the end of my rope. 
I don't have to get to the point where I'm crying out to God, God, help me. We can just get in the mindset that I'm just going to keep mowing things down because that's what we're going to do. I don't have to wait till I'm all strung out and can't do anything anymore and go, oh my gosh, God, we don't have to get to that point. We can just keep going. Lord, well, there's temptation here. There's trials, but I know you're with me. Let's go. Right now, you're helping me. You're helping me. You're helping me. Don't say, I don't know where God is. I don't know how we're going to make it through. Don't say that. Don't agree with the enemy. Say, we're going over. Right from the beginning, we're going over. We're going through. Amen.